Hello everyone and welcome back to the second season of Come Back Minimalist podcast. This season we are inviting the Indians who are already on their journey to minimalist lifestyle. If you are a regular listener, I'm glad that you're here again and if you're new here, let me introduce myself. This is your host Upasna and I'm here to simplify minimalism for all of us. Before we move ahead, I would like to talk about an iOS news app, Newsdrop, that delivers a great and summarized news so that you don't miss what's important. You can also get the app on Apple Watch for the latest headlines. Instead of round the clock notifications, which adds to the distraction, you'll get the important news just four times a day. So if you're someone who want to take a news diet and get a break from all the noise, Newsdrop is perfect for you and you can download it from the App Store or go to getnewsdrop.com. Today, we have a mountain mom, Ruby, who will share some sustainable practices followed in a hometown, Darjeeling. How city folks can experience slow living and how we can introduce our kids to sustainable lifestyle. So let's dive into our conversation. Hello Ruby, welcome to Come Back Manuela's podcast. I'm so thankful that you called me on this platform. It's good to be here. We are glad to have you. So, can you please introduce yourself? So, okay, um I'm Ruby. Uh I hail from uh, the town of Darjeeling and uh, I run a blog and um a social media page called The Mountain Moms. and uh, i try to showcase the uh, slow and um, sustainable living that we practice out here in the foothills of the himalayas so ma- the mountain moms is my um, humble endeavor you can say to uh, rediscover my connect with my roots as well and hopefully archive and showcase especially to my son who's uh, still in his formative years uh the conscious uh, way of living that has been ingrained in our culture so yeah that's all about me and my journey with sustainability okay thank you uh ruby being a mom who hailed from the queen of hills darjeeling we would love to know about your sustainable journey and what made you start mountain mums blog and what was your aim uh behind starting the blog So yeah like I said born and raised in uh, this uh, hamlet of Darjeeling one thing I was always passionate about was my love uh, for nature the mountains you know so ever since childhood I felt a connection with uh, the environment I mean I was always fascinated by the intricate you know relationships of all the organisms and how they balance our ecosystem and so as a child i was very curious and my parents encouraged even my school encouraged it in fact and i was member of the wwf worldwide fund for nature and during that time i used to actively participate in you know walkathons uh, raise money uh, for uh, for some activity or the other and uh, i performed street acts for you know rotary clubs uh you know bringing uh, issues like uh, waste management or pollution to the forefront but then life happened and like i had to move to the city for my career 
and my connect with uh, nature was just confined to the potted plants in my balcony and although it frustrated me to see like how uh, we were destroying our ecosystem and we were facing the music i mean the landslides and uh, flooding everywhere but still i wasn't doing anything actively except for maybe cribbing <laughs> in the background so then uh, one day um, what happened was i brought my son uh, to my hometown i visited my hometown and during i mean pre corona times it was just like maybe a max uh, two weeks vacation or something so um, i i had brought him to to my hometown and he had this nagging allergy dust allergy uh since birth so, but when he had enjoyed this clean and green um, environment surprisingly his dust allergy was like gone and and but important most important of all was he was like really enjoying the you know simple mountain life like he was making homemade jam out of plums uh plucked from the backyard and he was really enjoying it and he was really happy i mean so much so that he said like mom can we stay here forever and you know that that point of time i realized that even though my son is like city born and bred and raised he if if you take the most um, human part of it every one of us enjoys you know the mountain life and like simple life not exactly mm-hmm. mountain life. yeah so that is when i realized like i had to do something right so i started blogging and uh, while while i was blogging i simultaneously i was rediscovering so many of our our cultural um, you know significance and you know i was getting back to i was seeing actually all the uh, eco friendly lifestyle that all of our family members and everyone was you know practicing at that point of time so then mountain mom started and you know it's it's still going on and uh, it's just my humble endeavor to like, really you know get all that sustainable um, lifestyle tips that we have actually inherited inherited from our ancestors and like pass it down so yeah that's my journey and my reason for starting mountain moons nice that's so nice to know uh what are some sustainable practices i have seen you sharing some of them on your instagram page so what are do- some of those uh, that you followed in your native town darjeeling so yeah we i mean everywhere i look i see you know sustainable practices being followed around like be it you know making uh, eco friendly bowls or like pickling but if you had to categorize i would say the three major practices that really resonate with me is uh, number one yeah like i said pickling or fermentation or jamming no now um in the olden days in our um, hills it was born out of necessity because uh, you know you had to preserve food to combat the really cold himalayan winters so you know our ancestors used to pickle pick up um, uh, pick up and then uh, pickle or ferment the fresh foods to uh, help them survive the winters and that that has somehow um, been carried down to generations and uh, we still have that practice rampant so 
we have uh, this dalli you can say ball chilies we uh, actually uh, brine them in vinegar and salt water and we mm-hmm. keep it yeah we keep it in uh, these glass holix bottles and everywhere in darjeeling you'll see at least uh, one bottle of dalle in their house so that's like a practice that's everywhere similarly fermentation is something that we've been doing and um, yeah that is one of them number two is we use a lot of indigenous practices recipes or skills um, you know like uh, be it traditional uh, weaving techniques that we follow like uh, or even making tapari like tapari is like a eco friendly bowl and i mm-hmm. actually learned it from my grandma how to make it so during festivals we still have that practice of using all these old passed down um um uh, practices you know so we have our meals in these bowls and uh, you know even medicines if you see we don't necessarily first go to our doctors so there'll always be some elderly person in the house who will uh, ask you to have this particular herb or this particular uh, you know uh, fruit or something like that which will help you combat maybe small element uh, ailments like common cold but even bigger ones like you know diabetes or something like that so yeah we've been having <laughs> that kind of um, indigenous practices is number 2 and for me um, the third uh, thing is you know we you know uh, this use of this uh, Uh, like comparable if you can say comparable to modern zero waste swaps so if you uh, see uh, we have this uh, concept of silbatta i think even you guys have uh, uh, known this right so yeah, yeah this is actually mm-hmm. yes this is actually very good for you know uh, our health and even gives us a little bit of exercise when you try to grind your thing rather than mix mixer grinder so swaps like that or handmade hankies and we have this um thing called a doko and most of the um, um yes uh, any shape or uh, things of any shape or size you can actually carry it uh, in it Uh, rather than carrying it in plastic bags and the the use of doko is still rampant out here uh, so yeah so if these are the three things but like i like i feel like it's not just in darjeeling if we look at the whole of india it's immersed in sustainable practices i mean although the western countries have made sustainable uh, practices and zero waste look aesthetic and appealing sustainability has been practiced by ancestors forever and um, you know just to put some of our life choices in give reverse gear we'll come to know like how much of a rich culture we had and it's not just in darjeeling or in the himalayas i think it's all over india i mean one example is the westerners are still scrambling to find a good toothpaste alternative right but like we always had all these ayurvedic dantmanjan and what not at our disposal yeah so it's just you just have to you know take a step back and go back to some of the old practices that's what i feel yeah this is the only reason i named my podcast and blog come back minimalist that because we don't need to learn any new thing we need to we need exactly. not yeah we need not adapt to any 
new uh, skill but we need to come back to our own culture or our values and practice yeah That's so true <laughs> Uh, can you uh, tell us more about doko uh, actually i didn't get it more doko what is doko okay so doko is a is a like a vessel kind of thing that is made using um, bamboo okay it's like handmade so it it has a shape of a uh, of a basket but in a more um, yeah how how can i say it in a more uh, triangular form so in the hills you, you don't have access to ro- uh, to the roads to your doorstep so people you know still carry uh, maybe they their daily rations or even bigger items like stones or cement or something in this doko so you can actually use it for various purposes uh, and like it's it's really strong because it's you know it's made out of bamboo and you still have that practice here in the hills okay one thing i've noticed about hills uh, because i have been to so many hill stations now uh, till yet uh, that they do not use plastic bags and they're very strict about it and yes but in north uh, part or in cities i have seen uh, despite having so many uh, rules against using poly bags we are still using it and people are selling it so that this is a difference i found uh, when it comes to hills and plains yes hills people are more you know more uh, respectful for the for the rules uh, yes when it comes to their uh, when it comes to their uh, town and cleanliness i think also it it is more uh, with regards to the connection with nature i mean once they realize that it's harming the environment they actually are conscious you know because it's the the nature or you know we actually res- i mean we respect it very much so uh, we actually have festivals around uh, uh, respecting nature so we uh, once um, like once in a year we have this festival wherein mm-hmm. all the local fruits and uh, local um, uh, fish and everything like it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, this thing uh, f- f- fruits uh, fishes vegetables we we actually offer them to the forest god so there's something known as a forest god here as well so mm-hmm. yeah so we actually have that level of respect so people if they go to the woods also and um, if some of the elderly um, people they say like don't uh, you know don't uh, cut the woods out here it's sacred people will not you know touch it so it's not just based on you know abiding to the law but it's more out of respect for the nature also is what i feel out here right right so uh, talking about festivals i've seen i've actually noticed that most of our festivals are related with the agricultural uh, cycle correct correct yes. yes so but but in cities what has happened from so many years now every festival has been marked with only two things that is you know a big celebration party and uh, or drinks and shopping yeah this is the difference i felt uh 
in the festival celebration that how should we uh, celebrate it and how are we celebrating it how are we marking our festivals this is something uh, that saddens me yeah yeah i i i agree with you the festivals have actually been become uh, like uh, you can say a, a way of showing people how much you know you have earned but out here in the hills it's like i mean it is slowly catching on i'm not saying that people don't um, i know get influenced by the city folks but you know it's more to do with actually um, respecting the nature like and continuing it you know so i mean especially during this lockdown i've seen that uh they have lost a lot of their income i mean uh, hills is yes. mostly yeah hills is mostly related to tourism and you know uh, agricultural and all that so although the people lost their income i i i and they couldn't buy many of these facilities but uh, they haven't had uh, you know this kind of uh, breakdown of not buying things and and they actually enjoy their life more i feel like especially this lockdown you know it has brought to light some of our most more humane kind of nature like connecting with family enjoying uh, some downtime cooking with your mother so all these kind of things you know it's actually helped i, I feel <laughs> yeah that's true uh being a mom uh can you tell us more about how we can teach our children about sustainability yeah so yeah that's one of my main aims with mountain moms i want to showcase you know how we can actually teach our children about sustainability because they are of course our future generation and uh, the important part to remember is we as parents or mothers especially we we have a major influence we play a very pivotal uh, role in uh, molding them into a conscious and responsible adults and i feel we should not take this responsibility re- responsibility for granted and some of the ways that i have incorporated um, teaching my uh, 3 year old is uh, i i and i act actually i i teach him by my actions i think that's the best way you can teach children because they will literally copy whatever you are doing so uh, i i encourage him to you know play outside i hike along with him and i do gardening or you know i visit um, a park something like that i but i do it along with him and even when it comes to you know making um, uh, eco friendly choices i include him so if he is brushing his teeth and i see that you know he is wasting water i ask him like is it good if you waste water and i ask him is it better if you switch off um, you know switch off the tap and he, he will instinctively do it so it's just about you acting as an example by way of action and mm-hmm. yeah so children will will actually follow in your footsteps and um, you know uh, another major thing i do is i um, actually volunteer as a child i was very active in all these um, uh, you know working with nature so i mean as from a personal experience i i, I can say that when uh, as a kid you are involved in in this thing you 
actually start practicing what what you preach so when mm-hmm. children volunteer they are faced directly with the uh, with the problem you know and they start actively working on the problem and they have a, on a more humane level so yeah i i i believe the next thing to do with your kids is volunteer be it you know just um, planting saplings or be it uh, uh, cleaning the environment i took uh, my son he was then 2 years old to a plogging party in bangalore so a plogging as you know is like jogging and you know picking up trash yeah, yeah nice. so so he was the youngest one out there and he all the other people were like so excited to see this young one um, be there so they you know he had he had fun until till date he still talks about like how much fun he had picking trash so yeah you have to encourage your children to volunteer and uh, the third thing is i mean we have to educate our children about our uh, roots and culture so like i said i mean our our roots and our culture is most in sustainability and you know it's and, and like i said sustainability is not just about you know environment conservation it's all also about like the people and the culture and the thriving of the community right so culture kind of lays the foundation of a more human centric development and i believe no development is uh sustainable if it's not at a more human centric level so yeah if you, you have to uh, take small steps like speaking with your ch- children in your native language and you know uh like teaching them about uh, the um, uh, local festivals the history behind them teach them about the rituals like i told when we had the forest uh, festival where we pray to the uh, the thing the forest gods and offer them stuff he was really surprised to see fish in, in the thing so i had to explain it to him that you know fish is a part of our ecosystem so he was really fascinated by it and like that kind of opened up his eyes to our culture and our our roots you know so as a family also like it's necessary to have that connection you know uh, and we ha- we we can do some activity like preparing a passed down um meat, uh, a recipe from our uh, grandparents and like actually do that then help our kids so yeah these are the three things i feel like really help uh, you know establish the connection for children with um sustainability after that you know it's up to them they can sw- the, the normal swapping uh, from uh, plastic uh, toothbrush to uh, a more bamboo based or metal based uh, all those things come back. but these are the three i think basic foundations on how mm-hmm. your sustainability journey should be with your children should be right thank you thank you so much that was really helpful yes and my last question for you is for people who are living in cities uh, how can they connect with nature and experience slow life despite uh, being in noise 24/7 <laughs> yes yes that's a very um, th- big thing so even i have been living in the city for a very long time and i um, although like i told you i had lost that connection but somehow i kept it active in unconsciously you can say so 
I used to do a lot of these um, volunteering activities. I used to volunteer with my local conservation organizations. I used to uh, check for uh, blogging parties and whatever, like whatever that it is that, you know, helps uh, uh, helps you uh, retain that connection. You should volunteer for that. Another thing is composting. And, you know, when we act participate in the cycle of life recycling our food waste it actually brings us joy especially when you're in the city right so um yeah so um, there's this great company and i got uh, their um, uh, composting um, bin and i used to compost my food and like at the end of two months whatever uh, organic food waste would actually filling the landfills when it when compost came out of it it really gave me so much joy so yeah I, I would encourage the city dwellers to start you know composting you get different types of units now it's it can be a small kitchen unit it can be something that you can keep in your veranda so options are endless you just have to get started you know and um, another thing is you can grow your own food I had a small um, balcony of tiny balcony you can say so mm -hmm. i used to plant uh, some uh, i i mean i had some decorative plants but besides that also um you know i used to grow my own food and and not necessarily in big batches but like i had one um plant tomato plant and it, it used to give me like five or six tomatoes and it, that plucking ha harvesting that tomato used to bring me so much <laughs> joy at that point of time you actually you know you actually feel that connection with nature you like you mm -hmm. feel like doing something and other than that i would like encourage uh, people to you know like the cliche thing but you have to visit the park and you know your local park and uh, maybe for a morning run or a jog and if not every day, at least on a weekend, you know, the greenery, the fresh air, it will definitely like make you rejuvenated. But most importantly, like you have to enjoy the connect. So if it has natural green grass, you, you may look a bit crazy, but you have to open your shoes and try walking barefoot and you will actually feel that connect. And like, I, I might sound like out there for many people, but you know, the earth actually emits some very powerful healing frequencies, it seems. And that is the reason why our ancestors used to walk barefoot and will not only make you feel good physically, but it will have tremendous benefits on your uh, mental well-being is what I feel. So, yeah, these are some ways like, you know, city dwellers can connect with nature is what I feel. And when it comes to slow living, you know, um, I have realized that people in the hills, they really um, take each and act, every activity and treat it as a ritual so i mean what is in essence uh, in uh, slow living is actually uh taking conscious and intentional approach to your everyday life choices right so mm -hmm. uh, let me give you an example the first cup of tea in the morning in many of the households in darjeeling is actually a ritual so people actually uh, select the best teas for the morning and you know and with the they take time to prepare it. And once it's prepared, <clears throat> they just don't drink it in a rush. They go outside in the balcony. 
they put on some great music and they enjoy it you know so it's like a ritual which um, which has mm-hmm. to be really intentionally and consciously enjoyed and one thing is that in our modern day you know <laughs> being busy implies being really uh, an important person or doing important things uh, but in fact it's not you know we take pride in missing breakfast or just sleeping like 2 hours and i was part of that so but you know that mad rush of going through your um you know your itinerary for that day doesn't necessarily mean productivity you know and i mean slow living is not just lazing around yeah? it's more about you know enjoying whatever you are doing intentionally yes intentionally so like um, to the city folks we have to like actually take a more conscious and intentional approach to our activities like if it's yoga we enjoy doing then we don't necessarily have to rush through it like you can pick up one thing and treat it as your daily ritual you know you can you can open up your windows select the best music and practice yoga and like let let no distractions be there during the time you are practicing it so you know it's just about intentional living and people in the hills they really do know how to have that conscious and intentional approach to everyday life Mm-hmm. that gave me goosebumps <laughs> just <laughs> listening to your words and that's so soothing thank you so much ruby for coming over and sharing your sustainable journey and thoughts thank yeah, you so, that was so helpful welcome upasna and thank you again for giving me this platform to share my thoughts <laughs> Your support is the only motivation that keeps me going. So subscribe to the channel and do rate us on iTunes and Podchaser. Thank you. This episode is sponsored by Newsdrop.